Hello, kind folks, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Brandon Myers. I have unfortunately came up with a name yet, but this is just a pilot episode to Things How Go. And I just wanted to give you a quick introduction to me. This is going to be a sports-oriented podcast. And let's begin with introductions. I have done podcasting before with a great friend of mine. His name is Corey Forster. We ran a podcast named The Win Streak and multiple others called Next Generation America and The Gamer Journal. Unfortunately, due to time constraints and scheduling, we were forced to go our separate ways. He continued the podcasting for a set amount of time and he has, I guess, done just Next Generation America. Excuse me, had to take a quick drink of water. But anyways, as I was saying, I have nothing but love for the gentleman. You should go check out our old podcast called The Next Generation, or not The Next Generation America, that's one of them. But anyways, The Wind Streak. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but anyways, as we move on, like I said, I'm a man of many fan bases, um... Let's start out with first. In the NFL, my heart belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. In the NBA, I run with the Timberwolves of Minnesota. Baseball, my heart belongs in the Bronx with the Yankees. Uh, College football is kind of a gray area for me. I consider a lot of them not necessarily draft stock, but a lot of these kids, they're going for the big prize in the NFL, which is the NFL. So... But I was or kind of still am a fan of the University of Notre Dame. But due to my lovely, lovely fiancé, future wife, she is a big, big Ohio State fan. And I have kind of hopped on the bandwagon for her. But as I said before, I tend to look at these kids as NFL draft stock. So... We'll see how things go there. Um, with college basketball, I never really been big into them. I tried to follow it come tourney time because I know a lot of these kids end up you know, on the one and done and going off to the NBA, whether it's the full-fledged NBA or the NBA G League, which for you, the for those of you who don't know, that is their developmental league. I am also somewhat of a WWE sports entertainment wrestling fan. Um, I follow them on various social media um, amounts, and it's kind of fun to dabble into it a little bit. I am behind due to the fact that I don't have cable, and I am looking to possibly invest in Hulu, but we'll see what happens. Um, anyways, um, as far as NHL goes, I'm still in the market for getting a team to or to, and a, to follow in their fan base. Excuse the stuttering. But overall, we're going to break down a little bit of each of those teams so far that I have described. And let's just continue on. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're off to a pretty good start. But overall, they are in. They are a very good team. They just have to execute in some areas. And plus, the injury bug is a huge factor of things. 
they are currently playing, well, they will be playing tomorrow, Sunday, the 18th of November, 2018, the Cincinnati Bengals. I am actually from the North Kentucky, Cincinnati area, for those of you who are unaware. And this is kind of a big thing for me because I am a lone Raven, or not necessarily a lone Ravens fan, but in my family, yes. And it's fun to go back and forth with all my friends and family who love just to give me crap about them, especially since earlier in the season, they not necessarily blew the Ravens out, but the Bengals did put a a little bit of a beating on them. But there's always time for redemption. They are playing this or at Baltimore this time, so a little bit of a home field advantage. And um, let's just hope the injury, the football gods, is a little bit kinder to the Ravens as we see either RG3 or Lamar Jackson start this week 11 for the Ravens due to a hip injury that Joe Flacco has received against Pittsburgh in the previous two weeks. Now, me personally, I'd much rather see the more experienced RG3 start rather than have Lamar Jackson go ahead and step right in, even though it has been about 11 weeks of practice, and the pre, including the excluding the preseason. Yes, we did get to see a lot of preseason action out of Lamar Jackson and RG3, but... I don't think it's exactly ready for Lamar to start. Let's get him. Let's wait another season or two to get him on the field, full-fledged starting material. Now, on the other hand, let's look at the Browns. For example, they didn't want to exactly use Baker Mayfield just yet, but unfortunately due to concussions and what happened with Tyra Taylor, they were forced to go ahead and put him Baker Mayfield in it worked for them because they got finally got a good quarterback out of that situation the Ravens on the other hand I think they should stick with going with a veteran quarterback the guy who they paid for to keep going for it but if he is unable to play go for the next guy who is in the veteran status not saying that Lamar Jackson wouldn't be bad at all but it's just a safety precaution. We know how these folks in the who have already transitioned in the NFL work. So we'll see what happens. Moving on to the NCAA side of things, I have tried to keep up with as much college football as I can through social media, due to the and just watching it when I can, um, due to the fact that I do work around the times that college ball is going around and yes granted I where I work there is a lot of sports going on because I work in a casino but for Ohio State let's discuss them they are a good team but at the same time they're a little bit overrated by the folks around in my area I know I'm going to receive heat from that be from my future wife but Let's be honest here. They're a good team when they want to be. But when they don't show up, they do not show up. And that has definitely gone through. Like with today against Maryland, it seems like they didn't show up or they are too big into their own heads that they cannot see that. They need to win 
they had to win this game, and they have to win against that team up north, Michigan, to possibly make it into the playoffs. Now, on the other hand of that, they did get snubbed last year. Um, They may or may not get snubbed this year, depending on how they execute against Michigan, due to the fact that that is a heated that is indeed a heated rivalry. But the college football playoff selection committee it seems to weigh more towards anyone but Ohio State, or in the case of, in quotations, the defending national champions, University of Central Florida. I love that little gag going. But that it's fun to see some of these college games because of the heated rivalries, but they aren't the elite of the elite yet. Now, on the other hand, Alabama, they are in the SEC. Obviously, everyone knows this. The SEC is not, in my opinion, not in that same category they were about 10 years ago or even a couple years ago when they were that power con, like that number one conference. When they were that number one conference with the SEC, nobody could touch them. But as time moves on, you see a, and bowl games start coming around, you start to see that power shift to the Big Ten, which the Big Ten so far has had more teams in bowl games than any other conference. So that tells you a lot about the coaching, a lot about the kids that are playing there, and what they bring to the table as far as that power top conference there is. On the other hand, where when are we going to see the SEC make a bounce back? Um, now going back to Ohio State, there these kids have talent, but the one thing that drives me nuts when it comes to transition time going into the NFL is Ohio State does not always develop their kids to get ready to go to the next level. Let's look at some of their. Not necessarily their defensive players. Their defensive players tend to do great in the NFL when I look at it. But their offensive players tend to struggle in the NFL. You look at their quarterbacks in the NFL for the past couple years. You have not seen a starting quarterback from Ohio State. They either A, go back into free agency and they don't get picked up, or they end up have to end up changing positions. Let's look at Terrell Pryor and Braxton Miller, for example. They are both wide receivers in the NFL now. If it weren't for that, they wouldn't be in the league. Now, they aren't in the league this year because they got cut. Terrell Pryor just didn't seem to fit in New York scheme, the New York Jets, that is. And... I don't doubt that. He should have stayed in Cleveland where he fit the scheme. But he did something to where he didn't make the team. He did. He went ahead and went over to, I believe, what was it, Washington. He fit that scheme for a little while, but then I guess some coaching decisions happened and he just he went to the Jets in the offseason. So, and G.T. Barrett, he's a fucking practice squad member. Not doubting practice squad members at all, because sometimes when they get bumped up to the active roster, they become key elements. 
but we'll see what happens. The Saints currently have a great series of quarterbacks in their lineup. Obviously, the legend, the GOAT himself, Drew Brees. There are many people that I consider GOAT status in that quarterback position. But you got then you got Teddy Bridgewater, Mr. Hill, which I have yet to figure out his first name, and then Ohio State's JT Barrett. Now, for quarterback's sake, this year's Ohio State quarterback, Haskins, he, apparently he's going to be going into the draft. I would just, if he's not a senior, which you can double check for me. Oh, I'm gonna Google that real quick. Haskins. And which, if he is only a junior, I would recommend him staying. But if he's a senior, then obviously there's nothing else we can do. Okay, so he is a sophomore, so I would recommend him staying until his senior year so he can continue to develop. But, hey, these kids want to make their decisions. They don't have that one-and-done rule in NCAA football, so there we go. Now, Notre Dame, on the other hand, I was a f- big fan of them leading up till maybe about last year or two years ago. But that's all because they do not want to join a conference. I want them to go ahead and either A, join the Big Ten, or B, the ACC. If they will do that, I will consider jumping on back on the bandwagon. But at the same time, quit taking the TV money, guys. If you guys want to get more, a little more recognition as far as power, con- like being in that power conference and po- being um, undefeated, join a conference. Go into the Big Ten because that's the more geographical sen- sense of that. Or the ACC because you guys tend to play a lot of ACC schools. But being independent, you get to make your own schedule and you get to accept that TV money. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's good for the school. That's good for keeping or keeping the best of the best as far as recruitment-wise. But at the same time, go ahead and try to join that conference. You got a lot of good kids coming out of there going into the NFL. Um, but that's the one thing that irks me about that college team. Um, but we'll see what goes from here. And I am not going to touch on Teton except for one person, their head coach, which is Jim Harbaugh a.k.a. by what my significant other and every other Ohio State fan calls him, Hairball. Um, Jim Harbaugh is a good coach. You will not find him like any other. I would, If I was Michigan, I would sign him to the biggest deal I can give him. Because if you don't, or A or B, whichever number letter I'm on, he is an NFL-caliber coach. Yes, he has not made it into the playoffs yet, but hey, you got yourselves lucky with the coaching. If I was him, I would be getting ready to go back to the NFL where I belong. 
But, hey, he's able to run the show there. Um, look at Nick Saban. He left, He was a coach from Miami for, what, a how, handful of years? But he got that NFL experience. And... Um, he was able to just figure things out. Nick Saban of Alabama is arguably one of the best coaches in the NCAA. Jim Harbaugh, arguably one of the best coaches in the NCAA because they got that taste of NFL experience. Now, not saying all these other coaches who haven't gotten taste of the NFL experience aren't good, but I think it would benefit them to go head coach a team, whether it be the Browns, the um, Raiders, the Jets, Jaguars, whoever. Um, yes, I'm, I understand. I may be dick riding the NFL like no other, but that's the top of the, the top, the elite of the elite, the best in the world when it comes to the game of football. Um. But moving on, let's go to NBA. Um, as we all know, LeBron James moved over to Los Angeles in the offseason. He is officially a Laker. He's been playing with the Lakers for a couple games now. I'm not exactly sure. I've been trying to keep it up, but I can't keep up because, like baseball, the NBA season is a little too long, in my opinion. Um, I'm about to pull up the standings right now. And just overall, I think the move to L.A. for LeBron was, in my opinion, a good set. They are seem to be the number eight seed in the Western Conference. But overall, I think having LeBron there gives him a sense of leadership again. And it'll just overall be a good turnout for the Lakers. Um, they got Lonzo Ball. Um, let's see, who else do they have? Lance Stevenson, I think. Um, like I said, I'm still trying to get back on track with the NBA, so we'll see what happens. Um, Ray John Rondo, they got a good caliber team, but we all know LeBron's going to end up being the coach of the year. For that coach slash player of the year for that team. Just like he was with the Cavs. Now, as far as the other side of the coast, Boston Celtics, they I think they will be probably the team to go win the Eastern Conference Finals whenever that time does come. Um, but overall... Things are seem to look up in the NBA. Things are getting better. Lots of trades, especially with the Ka uh, Kawhi Leonard trade over, over the offseason. And one thing that did drive me nuts was the fact that six games in Coach Tyron Liu, is that how you pronounce his name, for the NBA, um, for the Cavs, he got fired literally six games in. Because everyone, for a fact, knew that he um, he was shit. It, um, 
literally LeBron coached that team. So we'll see what happens after so long with the Cavs. Um, but anyways, moving on to the NHL. Like I said, I'm still trying to uh, jump on a team. Um, but one, the three top teams that I'm currently still trying to decide over is either A, the Chicago Blackhawks, B, the um, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Or, let's see, who else was there? I think the LA Kings were in that um, as well. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I would love to hear from the listeners to see who I can pick up as my favorite team in the NHL. Um, like I said, I'm kind of clueless, so if you guys can help me out a little bit and see what we can do together so I can put together some great content, that would be amazing. And let's see, let's, where else is there? Oh, MLB, Major League Baseball. Um, like I said, I've been a Yankees fan for God knows how long, last I remember, um, but one thing that I can tell you this, their pitching needs to get better. Let's hope that this offseason they can put together a good pitching staff. They've got almost all the pieces there for a great team, but unfortunately they are just not all the way there yet. Um, unfortunately they did get beat by the dreaded, dreaded Boston Red Sox. They're in the wild card race. Sorry, trying to make sure my throat is a little bit more, um, more, not, <laughs> I'm trying not to say it, but moist, and so I can continue to talk and be informative, um, but overall, we, that team is a good team, they just need to get the pieces together, um, Sorry, I'm also responding to my significant other. She's on break and she's at work, so I'm currently home by myself doing the best I can to record this. Um, but they have, as far as batting, they're considered the ba- uh, the new Bronx bomb- baby bombers for a reason. They've got Carlos Stanton. They've got Judge. They've got Sanchez. If they would have I think, do they still have Holiday? I'd have to check. If they don't, that would have been great to still have him. Because overall, we have a good batting rotation. It's just, and overall, good outfielding. But that pitching needs to get better. And also, getting rid of um, Girardi was not good. I mean, yes, you have to. Oh, God. Yeah. They just need to get better with their managing. Um, not saying that they aren't bad at it, but getting rid of that uh, Garrity did hurt overall. Now, not saying Aaron Boone isn't a bad. Um, manager, but he will get better and he will figure out the system that works for that organization. Um, 
but we'll see what happens. Um, if there, let's see, what else can we talk and discuss today? Um, outside of the, the introductions with, oh, and I'm going to go ahead and give my picks for this week's game. We already did see the Thursday night NFL game. Since it is in the midst of the NFL season, I want to give my week 11 picks. Even though I we do have a football pool going on at my work, I do want to go ahead and put some picks in for you listeners to discuss and send to my Twitter page or email address. I will give that to you at the end of this pilot episode. Let's see. First, we have at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, we have the Cowboys versus the Falcons. These teams are both 4 and 5. So, let's go ahead and break this down a little bit. They are both these teams are both good teams except I will say that Dak Prescott has yet to impress me too much. Um so I am going to pick the Atlanta Falcons. Um they do have a good defense and a great a balanced offense, but they just need to get some of the shit rolling. Next, we have my Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm hoping that my Ravens will pull it out for this week. Um, Cincinnati has been hit with the injury bug as well, but with the firing of their defensive coordinator and bringing back Hugh Jackson as assistant head coach will definitely bring things around and make things interesting as well. But... We will see. I'm hoping to see my Ravens pull it out. Next, we have the Panthers at the Lions. That should be a real good NFC matchup right there. Um, but I'm going to give it to Matt Stafford and the Lions, even though they haven't been able to put the pieces together all or all the way there yet because they are 3-6 and six so far this season. I think their fourth win will be come out of the Panthers even though we do have Super Cam and a great defense going on there. Um, um, next, we have the Titans and the Colts. And that game right there, that should be definitely interesting. Um, Colts are kind of running a hot streak, but also... Or Titans are running a hot streak anyways. And the Colts... Andrew Luck has yet to be sacked, and Andrew Luck is still undefeated versus the Titans, so that will be fun to watch. Um, I will be picking the Colts. They are right; they're actually one state west of where I am currently living. I am living in the Sunday area of Ohio. For the, those of you listeners who don't know, and okay, so next we got the Giants versus the Bucks. That is going to be rough. Um, Both teams aren't doing too hot this year, except for the Buccaneers. They were doing hot for the first two games. New York Giants, they haven't produced um, anything at all really worth watching. Yes, you do have Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley, two of the arguably the best players on that team, and some good players on defense. But the rest of the package, they cannot get it together, man. I just want to be like, come on, man. What are you guys doing with your life? But I'm going to go ahead and go with Buccaneers, Fitzmagic, and that good wider, that good wide receiver court and that defense. But overall, 
the Bucks have it a little bit better than the Giants do. Okay, next we're going to go ahead and take a look at the Texans and the Redskins. Um, Texans, in my opinion, are have always been one of those dominant teams in the AFC South, but they just couldn't put it together there in the postseason. And also taking away JJ Watt in the pre due to injury in the pre- previous seasons is definitely something else. Little fun fact: Texans have a six-game win streak. Um, so far this season, um, that's second longest in team history. Um, but the Redskins are doing fairly well as well, even even though they did trade away, in our my opinion, their franchise quarterback, Kirk Cousins, to Minnesota. It's good to see Alex Smith doing fairly well out there. So I am going to actually pick the ones in Washington, the Redskins. The, the dreaded Pittsburgh Squealers. Nah, I'm just kidding. The Pittsburgh Steelers are facing off the Jaguars. Um, the Jaguars, they're uh, everyone knows, they're not doing hot this season. Jalen Ramsey has been shut up from all of his comments early on in the season, slash pre or yeah, preseason and regular season. So we're gonna see how that works out. We've seen how that worked out for him. He's not the Jaguars overall are just not doing too well. Even though they do have three wins, I'm hoping that they will take down the Steelers. But in all reality, my pick goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They will probably run amok over the Jaguars. One moment, folks. Now next, in Glendale, Arizona, we have the Raiders versus the Cardinals. Sorry about the silence there, folks. I was texting my significant or other. She was actually on break, so that's why I was kind of quiet. Um, anyways, going back to on topic on hand, Raiders and Cardinals. Raiders are probably just taking the rest of the season. you got to think they are trash. This year, they traded away all their good, almost all their good players. Derek Carr is kind of showing out to be like his brother David, but in my opinion, his brother David was better. He just didn't have a consistent line to block for him. Now, Derek Carr, I think, is a little more inaccurate, but hey, what do I know? I'm just a fan. I'm just watching. These guys are the pros, they're the elite of the elite, they're out there making the decisions. But if I was in that GM spot, I would be looking for a little bit better of a quarterback um, or just an overall better offensive line and bumping that. Because right now they're sitting at 1-8 and eight versus a 2-7 and seven Cardinals who are doing very hot themselves with the retirement of Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer. Um, yes, they still have Larry Fitzgerald, one of the arguably the best wide receivers in the league, but uh, realistically, if both these teams were playing in Spark, they would just try to, they would just play their heart out to see who gets the better pick. In my opinion, the better picks come more middle end of the draft. So, Cardinals, pull it out for me. Next, in Carson, California, 
The Broncos take on the Chargers. Now, let's take a little minute and discuss the Chargers for a second. These guys are sitting quietly and basically just winning games. They're... I have not seen a big headline on them at all, except for the fact that they are not apparently bringing in numbers of tick, ticket sales or revenue due to, or just fans in general showing up to the games. Let's also take a second to think that they're currently playing in a soccer stadium and they're trying and no fans are act, that are Chargers fans are actually from San Diego. One of my supervisors commented this. All the fans, San Diego Chargers fans or now LA Chargers fans are coming from like surrounding areas in California to come to these games. None of them are really in San Diego. So them moving to LA and once they get that stadium built, they will be fine. Um, in my opinion, they're still doing great all along as playing on the football field. They're seven and two, and they'll probably be eight and two by the end of the, this game on Sunday. But hey, we'll see what happens. They've apparently this little fun fact underneath NFL.com has they have lost eleven out of fourteen games versus Denver, including the playoffs. But I have them winning it because they're. They're just that quiet sleeper team that's just winning games. That is plain and simple. Okay, and now we have NFL Super Bowl champion candidates, New Orleans Saints versus the reigning defending Super Bowl 52 champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I'm just going to be straight up. I'm giving this game to the Saints. They're running an absolute dominant offense and a complete sh- almost shutdown defense. Yes, they have played some close games, gave up some points, but that's the NFL for you. It's going to happen no matter what. But the Saints got this. They're argu- This season, they're arguably candidates for the Super Bowl. Now, they could go in and win- lose in the second round of the playoffs. Or they can go on and win the whole damn thing. Who the hell knows in this league? It's a week-to-week league, but we'll see what happens. This is arguably the best winning streak in the NFL right now. Okay, so next we have the Vikings at the Bears. Both teams are fairly good. The Vikings have that one tie over their heads versus the dominant Bears now that they have made some good, smart uh, moves over the regular season, beginning of the regular season, are off to a very good start. And this is a battle for the first place of the NFC North. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bears because, like I said, they've got that dominant defense that is reminding so many people of that 85 defense. But it's smarter football now. I hate to say it, but previous football back in that time frame was not was. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong, it was good football, good smash mouth football. But now it is getting smarter and better as things go on. You can argue argue that with me later on. I will read whatever fan mail comes to my Twitter or email. Now, let's move on next to Monday Night Football. We're going Chiefs and Rams, both 9-1 teams. Battle for M. Battle of MVP frontrunners Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley. To be honest, I am actually undecided about this yet. I want to go ahead and say Rams 
because they seem to have the overall better running game and overall better defense. But the Chiefs are doing something right on both sides of the ball. Hell, they're 9-1. and one, And that Patrick Mahomes kid is showing out to be great. A.K.A. Kermit the Frog, as a lot of people on the internet like to call him. But hey, we'll see what happens there. Um, but for picks purposes, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Rams due to that dominant defense that they've got. And go, let's go ahead and review um, the Packers-Seahawks game a little bit. I didn't catch a lot of it, but I catched, caught a little bit of it. Arguably, the Packers should have won that. Uh, Mike McCarthy was stupid for letting that game go ahead and go the way it did. You had, what, two minutes left in the game clock, and fourth and two not going for it with Aaron Rodgers. God damn, you guys must be stupid or some shit. He could have won that game. But, hey, Seahawks won fair and square. They got they aren't what they were once before with the defense, but that offense is still kind of rolling a little bit. You got Russell Wilson still at the helm with some good weapons there beside him. Their line is still a little iffy, but, hey, they're doing something all right to be 500. Now, teams that are on a bye this week, we got the Bills, we got the Browns, we got the Dolphins, Jets, Patriots, and 49ers. All these teams, except for the Patriots and Dolphins, are all under 500. Let's see, who out of all these, what, one, two, three, out of these four teams that are under 500, who, in my opinion, are the best teams? In my opinion, it's actually the Browns. They're just a little bit there from winning six games. They're net, I think one of their wins is going to come from Cincinnati when they play the, at Cincinnati. But I could be wrong. And I forget the rest of their schedule. I had to look at it. But I think there are they were the real deal at the beginning of the season. It's just special teams has to work for them. They should have got a new kicker right after that first game that they lost. And then that game against the Raiders, that was just bad, bad officiating. So, arguably, the Bills should be about 500 right now. If not, well, not 500. They should be, let's see. Yeah, they should be over 500 right now. So, we'll see what happens come the end of the season. Now, if it weren't for the injured Jimmy G, 49ers, that's a tale of all kinds of worlds. But, hey, if their franchise quarterback would have been healthy, I think they wouldn't have been 2-8. and eight. Bills, that's just a lost cause right there. Who the hell fires their punter and keeps Nathan Peterman? Oh, God, that's just a horrible, horrible organization right there, it seems. Now, the Jets, we all know the Jets. They f- just end the suffering, as one of my friends would like to say. Um, when they, will they figure it out? getting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, doing what the Browns, the same thing that the Browns did, won't exactly get you where you need to be. But they're doing something. Let's hope that they work for you, or they'll work eventually. And But let's go on to the Patriots. They're 7-3 and three right now. They'll probably still be getting ready to play in that playoff picture and getting ready to make a Super Bowl run. But, arguably, 
Bill Belichick's not done exactly yet. I think he will be done after this season or next. Same with Tom Brady. I think as he get they both get older, I think they'll be retiring around the same time. Maybe one will be one year before the other. But Tom Brady should consider taking the step down and giving the torch to his backup or whoever they're going to draft here soon. Them trading off Jimmy G was kind of a mistake that could that was arguably the next franchise quarterback of the 49ers, but hey, they traded they gave the 49ers a franchise quarterback. No questions asked. But Tom Brady, you got to think he needs to get ready to think about retiring so he can spend more time with his family and how they're but but think both him and his wife are both bringing in tons of money due to the fact that she I don't know if she still models but he's bringing in a ton of money just by playing the game of football the f- sport that he loves and the guy everyone said was too small and showed everyone up but think uh, we're about 40 almost 45 minutes into the show Thank you all for listening, and thank you for the pot listening to this pilot episode. I will do everything I can to get better, and if anyone has some uh, questions, concerns, or any suggestions on how I can make this podcast talk show better, just send me an email at Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S, 6570 at gmail.com. Or let me pull up my Twitter page for y'all. And so you can go ahead and try to follow me on Twitter. My Twitter page is BT Myers. That is B T M E Y E R S underscore. That is my Twitter username. If you guys would go ahead and just give me emails or tweets on how I can make this better and also give me some headlines give me some questions you want me to see discuss so you guys can go ahead and enjoy this show even more but till then oh and I'll even take suggestions for a name for this podcast until I become figure out that out for next week I'm going to try to do this every Saturday if not every couple of days But thank you for taking the time to listening to this. I hope you all have a wonderful day. And thanks for listening. Bye.